When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Buying a house is fun, but getting a mortgage is stressful. That is until today's episode. I've been dared to explain a mortgage in an approachable, dare I say, fun way. And I'm dragging Brian from Morty along for the dare. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. The mortgage process is broken. It's old, antiquated, boring, and there's enough paperwork to make your head spin. When I bought my first house, I was lucky enough to spend some time in the mortgage industry, so I knew a little something about what was going on. But it was still stressful and frustrating and a lot of money changes hands. But technology is thankfully changing this all. And today's podcast guest, Brian from Morty, is going to empower you with the tools you need to get the right mortgage for you painlessly 
So all you have to do is just move in and kick up your feet. So real quick, before we dive into the podcast episode, just a quick reminder that if you've got goals you want to smash in 2019, you need to run and sign up for our free four-week email challenge, The Money Game Plan, before February 4th. You're going to set a goal, you're going to get a strategy in place, and you're going to have a lot of positive motivation from me. But more than anything, you're going to empower your money to go places this year. So sign up in the link in the show notes or head on over to bit.ly slash mmoneygp. That's bit.ly slash mmoneygp. I'll see you in the challenge. So Brian, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. We were joking before we hit the record button that our job today is to try to make mortgages fun and interesting, and I'm up for the challenge. Well, uh, as am I, I'm excited about being here and talking to you, and uh, if we can make mortgages fun, that's, uh, that's success for the day. Exactly. We get a gold star. So I wanted to ask you to start out. What is broken with the current system and the way we go about getting a mortgage for a home? Well, um, I will try and keep this narrow and uh, consolidated to the main points, but you know, it's just broadly speaking, it is a consumer financial product that is done seven million times a year and for decades has not meaningfully changed. It's still being done by outdated people paper, um, you know, non-transparent processes. It is, um, it's the only financial product where if you were walking into a strip mall and accidentally went into the store next door, you could pay tens of thousands of dollars more. And wow. so there's a lot that we have to change. It's going to take more than Morty. It's going to take uh, an army of us. But I think first and foremost, what is lacking is a focus on consumer education. Nobody's out there trying to actually educate consumers and have them realize why they're getting what product they're getting, why they're putting 10% down or 20% down. You know, it's just about, hey, I got you. I'll take care of you. This is the mortgage I think is right. And, um, you know, a lot of times people just go with it. And so the lack of shopping and comparing, uh, the lack of education, I think those are the two main points that, that we try to solve for. You know, the stat that we have driven off of is, um, it's a little dated, but uh, the CFPB, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, states that 77% of consumers only fully apply with one mortgage lender. And wow. uh, that's a surefire way to guarantee yourself that you're not getting the best deal or the best product for you. And so, you know, that that we need to fix right out of the gates. Yeah, that's so interesting that you say that. And I, I was just thinking about this as you were talking. I'm a huge uh, House Hunters and House Hunters International fan. <laughs> I probably I have far too many episodes saved on my DVR. I don't really know what I love about it. I just I love seeing houses and, and looking at them in different places and hearing people's scenarios. But I flash back to when I was in the mortgage industry and working with different realtors and my friends who were buying homes at the 
time. And I think it's really interesting because as a society, we put so much effort on, well, you got to find your realtor. And there's all this messaging around filing the realtor to help you get the home. But really, the piece you need is the mortgage. And so I just became this huge advocate of telling people, no, the mortgage is what you should shop around for. And then, you know, figure out the realtor. Of course, you got to find the right house and all of those sorts of things. But I'm just curious from your perspective, you know, is is that something that you've seen as well or maybe been a driving force behind creating Morty is just putting the focus back on this the mortgage, the actual piece of financial paperwork or, you know, money, so to say, that's going to get you the house? Yeah, it's. I mean, you're so spot on. There was a brief period of time after the financial crisis where everybody was scared of their own shadow in terms of, you know, even using the word mortgage. And so that was, um, you know, when consumers were like, okay, maybe I should see if I qualify or see if, uh, you know, if I can wow, get what a, a thought. You know, a, right? You know, hey, here's a, a, a multi-hundred thousand dollar transaction. Let me see if uh, if I can qualify. And, and, you know, beyond just qualifying, right? Like that's that's the infrastructure of guidelines that people could lend by. But really, does this make sense for me? What what is the total cost of owning a home? Because it's more than just principal and interest. There's the taxes, there's insurance, and then there's all the other things that come with uh, buying a home like maintenance and all that stuff. And so, you know, that was that was brief, but really uh, what we've got back to and, and where we see the the kind of initial entry point is the dream face. You know, they're looking at pictures on any number of websites. Um, you know, we'll say Zillow. Um, you it's know, a personal all, fave. all those. Yeah, it's just like uh, that's what's fun. Um, there are people that have this sense of, well, I'm throwing money away on rent. I know I should buy to, you know, kind of build a nest egg. But I think. You know whether it's still called the dream of American dream of home ownership, or you know just something that is exciting to do. That's where it starts, and um, you know the real estate agent or the real estate listing is the entry point, and the mortgage comes second. And we're trying to change that, but what we realized early on is, you know, maybe we're maybe we're skating uh, up too steep of a hill, and we need to to merge, you know, what Morty's doing with shopping and comparing, fully um, verifiable and transactional rates with the dream phase. And part of our 2019 focus is going to be partnering with the real estate individuals that, um, you know, really spearhead the transaction so that we're bringing responsibility up the funnel to improve the rest of the process all the way through closing. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's, it, it should always be a combined approach, and yet it's been so siloed. So I love that. And you talked about the, the financial crisis and so many listeners, whether they've written in questions or have sent me a, a personal message, that they were deeply impacted by that one way or another, whether them personally or a family member. And I know from your background, you were a senior advisor at HUD during that crisis. And I know this question could take us like an hour to talk about, but I'd love for people who really just didn't understand what happened so that everything kind of exploded in the housing market during that time. Can you educate me a little bit about what were some of the factors that happened and, and can this happen again? So, you know, I like to start uh, 
you know, when I'm talking about the financial crisis or the housing and economic crisis, I like to start by, you know, voicing my opinion that it was no uh, single individual's fault or there was no single piece that was broken that was able to cripple the entire thing. It was a series of layers that, um, you know, involved um, people uh, being too um, frivolous or, or um, not conservative enough with underwriting when they were giving money out. There were the middlemen that were uh, earning fees revenue uh, just by matching the people giving money with the people that wanted money. And then at the end of the day, like consumers need to take some responsibility for, okay, you know, somebody is saying they're going to give me an $800,000 loan. Like, you know, I, I have a, a part-time seasonal <laughs> job. Like, is this right for me? And so it was a kind of a crescendo effect of a lot of different things going wrong. And it caught almost everyone by surprise. You know, there are a few people out there that, you know, say they called it. Um, it's been made into a movie. So, uh, you know, whether it's glorified or vilified or, or you know, a combo of both, um, it's uh, the awareness uh, doesn't isn't limited to people that experienced it directly. I think um, for me, I started actually when I was 16 in the mortgage business, which wow. is just crazy because like whoever, you know, dreams of, uh, you know, getting into <laughs> mortgages, uh, you know, as a young teenager. And uh, it wasn't my dream, I will say that. But I had a family friend uh, at a local mortgage company. And, you know, I started in a file room scanning loan files because they were kind of running out of places to store all these, you know, stacks of paper. And so, you know, that was some, in some senses, the start of the digital revolution. But from there, I just, um, you know, I, I got lucky to have a great mentor, a guy named Dave Stevens, who uh, was the federal housing commissioner in the Obama administration. And so I, I worked for him, uh, you know, as we were running up to the boom period. And so I saw all the, all the excess, all the, um, all the excitement, um, you know, it seemed to me to be normal. It, you know, everybody felt like this was okay and that, you know, they were just kind of doing what the market was prescribing. And when everything came crashing down, it was just like, what do we do? And, you know, being, um, being part of both periods, uh, I think, has really shaped what we do at Morty and how I, I think of our mission. But I was at a real estate company in 2000 and uh, so 2005 through 2010, and so you know we doubled in size. We were, you know, we were growing, and it was the Northern Virginia area, and, and times couldn't be better. And uh, that was a lot of fun, but. Working for the Department of Housing during the crisis, uh, you know, a million borrowers losing their homes to foreclosure every month. I um, it it was scary for me. You you can't help everyone. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter what you do, you're you're always kind of leaving someone hanging. And so, you know, what we what we set out was to do was to just help as many people as we can and to really give the industry a chance to regrow on its own without the government supporting everything. And, and uh, you know, it, it has rebounded. And I think that we're already seeing a little bit of the, um, you know, products and um, kind of approach to lending that happened before the crisis, interest only, um, limited income verification. I, it scares me. Um, I, I don't think there's a place for that in this uh, market, and we'll never do that. But what's great about the 
new lending platforms, even though they're still offering low down payment, um, you know, mortgages that might seem like they're a little bit, you know, risky and and um, you know not being underwritten underwritten fully. There is no more uh, middleman fraud. There's no more kind of uh, you know handwritten documents that are serving as um, you know verification or underwriting. There. They're using technology to replace what I think the major manufacturing defects were, and that's and that's the self-reported information. That's the you know basically using or taking someone's word on what income or assets they have, and that is largely uh, gone forever. And that's the great thing about what what technology is doing. Yeah, I, I love that, and I love your your take on it. And I can only imagine what it would be like to be involved in an organization where you're just every day people are losing houses right and left. But I like that you also said, I mean, hey, look, as borrowers, we have to take a little onus ourselves. I mean, you know, it's our responsibility as well to feel out if buying a home makes sense. Whether or not we can actually get the mortgage or not is is a whole separate question. So I'd love to know, you know, what makes for a quote unquote good buyer and how do you prepare your finances to get ready to buy a house if you've never been through this process before? Our number one how-to, our number one rule, our, our core um, technology approach is to have everyone be their own expert. One of the best things that uh, the millennial generation has towards financial products and financial services providers is a healthy skepticism. <laughs> They're like, I don't really know you or I don't really know your company, <laughs> but like there's something about you that, you know, maybe doesn't seem to uh too up to up to snuff here. And so that that like healthy skepticism, like you know, it, it is ingrained in in their you know psyche. And when somebody said that to me, I was like, "That is great! Like that that is like I'll take anything um, that you know makes them really get out of their own way and really start to do their own research." But like, you have to be your own expert. You got to do the research. You got to know what questions to ask. You shouldn't go into any of the situations where you're being sold or somebody can offer you a product where you don't know what questions to ask and how to evaluate that on your own. So that's always first and foremost what we tell people. And that applies to Morty too. You know, we have a, sure. a, a sales free process. There's never anybody reaching out to you and, and trying to sell you, you know, especially in any sort of high pressure tactic uh, fashion. We don't do that. You know, we sit back and, um, you know, we give you the tools, but, you know, eventually you can talk to someone and you should be prepared with what you qualify for, what, what questions to ask so that you're, you're, not, you're not ever going down a path that you should be going down. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that. And I'm a big advocate of that too. Be your own expert, find out the questions, talk to people, get the information because with technology now, there's no reason that you can't find out some of these things. You might not know all the answers, but you can get a pretty good feel. What about some of the listeners? You know, there's a huge trend of whether it's, you know, having side hustles or running your own business. What if you're an entrepreneur and you want to buy a house? You know, there's so many different things of, well, it'll be impossible or maybe, or, you know, there's so many different answers to that question. How do you guys work with entrepreneurs? Uh, near and dear. Um, <laughs> as, an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur myself and, um, you know, with a team here of, 
you know, we have salaries and we are, you know, we're, we're a real company, but I think we're, we're perceived to be a risk in terms of, you know, we're new, we're quote unquote, a startup and in the large incumbents, the, you know, traditional lending uh, machines, like they don't take kindly to that. You know, if somebody has, um, the cash flow of an entrepreneur, um, you know, even if they've had it for two years or three years, and you know they have equity in their in their venture, they can't walk into a big bank and have somebody look over that financial history and and like basically put it into their model and have it make sense. And so, I personally think that there's never been a better time in history for uh, you know the entrepreneurs, the you know millennials in general, people that you know love to be on their phones, doing research, uh, checking things out. There's never been more tools. There's never been more product, or there's never been more focus on on innovation, and and it's just not being used. But it's uh, it's out there, and there's a ton of resources, and so. We uh, we haven't cracked the code for uh, entrepreneur mortgages yet, but from our standpoint, we have the tech, the tools and technology to underwrite it, and we are um, we're hoping the the government enterprises will you know really get on board because that's how you get access to the lowest interest rates. It's the Fannie Mae Freddie Mac sponsored loans that uh, you know give you the low the low cost. Okay, friend, I want to know. What are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. 
Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Hey, my name's Otis Gray host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club, Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. We'll get back into dishing more about mortgages after an Ask Shauna from D. Hi, Shauna. I found your podcast a little over a year ago and look forward to each new episode. After listening to your podcast week in and week out, I'm pleased to report I accomplished several small financial goals this year, such as reviewing, confirming my beneficiaries, and creating a will. And I feel so much more in charge of my finances. 
I've had some life changes recently and tend to take this time to pivot from being a full-time employee at a large corporation to freelancing. Do you have any tips on what I should do with my existing 401k now that I'm pursuing a freelance path? I can't seem to figure out if I should roll the money into a Roth IRA or a solo 401k. I'm trying to figure out the best alternative with the least amount of fees long-term. It's a great question, D, and congrats on the freelance status. Welcome to the club. I'm going to be sending you your welcome kit in the mail. Just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, though, that's a big change and a great question. There are lots of decisions to make when you're self-employed or a freelancer, and certainly retirement is a big one because now you're responsible for creating your own retirement. Not that you aren't when you're working at a company, but the onus is even more on you when you're self-employed or a freelancer because you got to figure it out, unfortunately. So a couple of things for you to think about. Uh, First thing is a 401k and a Roth IRA, they're like apples and oranges. They don't match. They're not the same kind due to their tax treatment. So you technically shouldn't combine them. So putting a 401k into a Roth IRA would trigger a taxable event, and that's definitely something you want to avoid. You can set up your own Roth IRA as long as you're within the income restrictions for the year that you set it up. So you can definitely do that, but you would be funding that then from from scratch. Another thing is you can roll your 401k into a traditional IRA. That you can do because those have the same tax treatment. So you would do this for more investment options, uh, perhaps lower fees, and some benefits the IRA has, like one of my favorites, which is being able to take out $10,000 penalty-free as a new homeowner to put towards your down payment. So that's a great plus. I like that a lot. With You can do that with a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA, but we're talking traditional IRA here. So doing so, then you can invest up to $6,000 this year in your IRA. You could also set up a solo 401k, as you mentioned. You can contribute a lot more money, so up to $56,000 in 2019 or 100% of your earned income, whichever is less. So again, we're talking about a much bigger chunk of change, Another option is a SEP IRA, and you can contribute the lesser of $56,000 in 2019 or up to 25% of compensation or net self-employment earnings. I know that's a lot for you to factor through, so you kind of have to think about a couple of things. You can't go wrong with any of these choices, but I like to think about, first off, what you think your income is going to be this year and then in the next few years, because that's going to kind of dictate whether you go for a traditional IRA or even a Roth IRA and just leave your 401k money where it is. That's going to kind of dictate you know, that versus, okay, I think I'm going to have a lot more money, so maybe I'm going to look at a SEP IRA or a solo 401k. So how much do you think you can realistically contribute? Again, that's going to help you figure out which one you need to go, Don. And then how long do you plan on staying freelance? Like, is this something that you're going to do for just maybe a year until you can get back into a corporate job? Or is this something where you're saying, no, I'm throwing myself in and I am going to be freelancer for the foreseeable future and the rest of my career. So 
those are just some things for you to think about. And the beauty is that you don't necessarily have to make the decision right now. You can wait towards the end of the year before you figure out which way you want to go. So that's going to give you a feel for what does this year look like? What are your income? What are your expenses in your business? And what type of cash are you talking about? And Usually the first year is is a little bit rocky when you're moving into freelance or self-employed, but again, it's going to give you a flavor for what the future is going to be. So again, congrats, Dee. This is awesome, and I hope that I can help you accomplish a lot more financial goals this year, including making your business super awesome. Talking about technology, I'd love to know how have you leveraged technology with Morty? Do you think that, you know, starting a company like this can maybe only happen now in this sort of financial technology revolution state that we're in now? I mean, how have you utilized the technology to propel mortgages forward? Yeah. And this is a good uh, opportunity, I think, to just like summarize in a single sentence like what Morty is in plain terms. We are a residential mortgage broker. So not something new. The mortgage brokerage or mortgage broker license has been around for for decades. They were, um, you know, kind of... Uh, you know, shunned as the knuckleheads in the the crisis area because they didn't take any risks. They were simply, you know, basically pulling papers together and trying to, you know, fit them into whatever lender would take them. But, But the value of somebody who has multiple lender partners is an expert on kind of what what providers can offer you the best product for your situation. That's that's core to the modern revolution of marketplaces. You know, whether it's uh, you know food or flights or travel, everything is uh, consumed in transparent marketplaces where you can get all the options at your fingertips that you'd want. You get the information you need, you can click and it's there. And that's not just limited to uh, you know ordering seamless or booking flights on kayak, it's student loans, it's credit cards. And so the financial products were consumed that way too. And you know, for Morty, uh, back in the end of 2015, we were just like, wow, this is never this has never been done in earnest. You know, a comparison site, um, I'm not going to name any names, but comparison <laughs> sites that just advertise rates, that's that's not really the solution because you might click on a rate, but then now you're dealing with some like local service provider that you don't know and, and they're saying, oh, hey, like, I got this great rate for you, but you got to lock now. And so it's top of the funnel with nothing actually coming after. And so the way we use technology is we realized we could build this mortgage marketplace and partner with any number of lenders. Uh, our largest is Quicken. They're actually, um, interestingly, uh, number one in mortgage. First time ever uh, a non-bank institution has had the number one spot. And so we built the integrations from the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac level all into our platform. And then all 23 of our lender partners are all integrated into our platform. And that was never possible before. You know, the technology to do that didn't exist. It was um, 
2015 was the time where everybody was still you know, reeling from the crisis, trying to meet the demands of the uh, Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform Act. All those uh, new policies and procedures were coming due, and they fixed their issues there with adding more people, and we just did it with technology. And what we have is kind of that perfect combination of optionality, but full service. And, uh, you know, that's, that's only possible with tech. It's a good, perfect storm, if you will. Uh, where do you think it's heading? I mean, do you think we're just going to continue to innovate and make processes better and better? It's, you know, I, I've uh, been forced over the past three years to kind of dig deep in, in my soul and, and really think about this from a phil- philosophical standpoint. And why is mortgage how is it possible that mortgage is still done this way how how are people not shopping and comparing how how is it still paper yes. uh, maybe pdf like you know no transparency tons of disparate parties you just you feel like holy moly i'm coordinating eight different things and um where i've gotten to is that uh one thing I already said, the lack of consumer education. People don't know enough to demand a better process or um, you know, something that is more fair and transparent. And then the lack of frequency. If you only do something once every five years, you know, you're not really forced to 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 make that change. Uh, if you did it every month, you'd be like, ah, I am not doing another one of those. Like I'm going to find somebody who, you know, can, can provide me a better service. And so those two things combined, I think, you know, are causing the lag in, in true innovation. And then the, the, the sales nature of real estate, you know, real estate agents largely have, uh, people that they, refer business to partners, um, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but there's kind of a, a protective nature of those relationships that has made it hard for online companies to break through. And so we hope that eventually enough of us together or enough, uh, you know, awareness through going through a less than ideal transaction will bring the, the broad um, change about, but it starts with the consumer behavior and consumers, you know, kind of being their own expert and demanding better. Yeah, I, I love that. And uh, I, I think that's what's so cool about technology is we're able to say, you know what, we need to educate consumers better. And we're able to use the technology to do that, to get that in their fingertips and, and give people answers. So I thought it would be fun uh, because there's probably some people listening that are like, okay, I, I sort of generally understand the idea of with the mortgage, but I've been through, fortunately, already purchasing a home and, uh, you know, I went through sort of the old antiquated way <laughs> with lots of papers and lots of money flowing all around. But I'd, I'd love to run through just like a little scenario. Let's say I woke up tomorrow and I decided, okay, you know, I want to buy a house. This is the year 2019, big goals. This is what I want to do. Working with Morty, you know, what do I do? What are my steps? What should I be thinking about? So the the perfect place we think to start is building your <coughs> excuse me building your personal profile on the Morty website what it allows you to do is basically tell us a little bit about yourself um it's never any fees no cost whatsoever and then you know really start to play around over time what we love seeing is people who come to us 12 months in, 12 months in advance they go through the initial pre-approval process we we don't 
nothing we ever put out will ever say pre-qualification. That was a big, that was a big issue in the crisis that has still, um, you know, continued to happen. And, and, uh, it's really just somebody calling up and saying, Oh, Hey, like, what's your income? What's your assets? Okay. I think you can afford $400,000. Like that's, that should never be done. And so what we allow you to do is, Link your income, link your assets. It's uh, it's very similar to like a Venmo or a PayPal, where let's say you have Wells Fargo as your bank account or or Bank of America, you're able to pull that up, log in, um, completely secure. We never uh, keep any of your credentials. And then you can link your checking savings account to the profile. You can pull your credit in a, a hard pull or a soft pull fashion, just so that it doesn't impact your FICO score if you're uh, you know, still a little ways out. And you're doing all this in real time without anybody bugging you, anybody reaching out. Um, wow. You know, that, there's never been uh, a tool like this. And so at the end of 10 minutes, if you just kind of cruise through it and uh, did it all in once, like what you really have is essentially a fully approved mortgage application. Because what we also are able to do is bounce that up against the Fannie Mae underwriting criteria right when you're, you know, right when you're at point of sale. And so it is... Um, it's very, very much like how we feel the the modern experience should be. And uh, I, I can't think of anybody that wants to have the sales process or the the loan officer or broker be the first point of contact. You know, maybe eventually and and people do need that that human interaction, human touch, we call it. And we always are clear that you we're not saying you can't talk to us. We're here. We love talking to people. Actually, quite frankly, you know, it's a joke around here because I'm I'm like actually the old school guy. I'm, I I love being on the phone. I chat with our borrowers all the time, and it's and it's fun. You know, it's why I do what I do. But nobody is a gatekeeper to people being able to use our product and services. And so, you know, this can happen all at once. This can happen over time. It can be updated each month. But at the end of the day. You see what you qualify for, and you don't have to use us. You can take it. You can print print the uh, the results. Take it to a local lender. You know you can do any of that. But the point is, you're getting all the options that you qualify for. We tell you what is formulaically best for your situation. Usually, it's based on you know what they can put down. And how long they're going to stay in the house? But at the end of the day, if somebody else has a, a better offer, we we would love for you to go uh, use that. So it's um, it's about preparing for the purchase by just starting ahead of time and making sure what you're looking at is verified and is um, is valid, and then making your own decision on on affordability. And uh, from there, you know, we do let the real estate agent. Uh, kind of handle the rest. So we, we play very nicely with the other uh, parties such that there is never any friction or um, complications for the consumer. So then let's say you go out, you find the ideal property that you like, then do you circle back to Morty and actually go through the process of the mortgage? Yeah. So our... Um, all, as I mentioned, uh, for 2019, our, our focus is uh, working with real estate partners. Uh, it's 80% purchase these days, uh, you know, give or take. And that's what we've been planning for all along. No online company has really done a great job there. And so our product is about helping you put the strongest offer forward. Um, low rates can be translated into more purchasing power. And so we help you win that deal 
by uh, giving you a fully verified pre-approval. You have your your uh, personal background letter prepared right um, on the Morty site, and your real estate agent is is a part of it, right? They have access to the platform. They might have referred you through their Morty portal. And as soon as uh, you're ready, you submit that purchase offer, gets accepted. We uh, start moving immediately to appraisal, to inspection, uh, and going into full underwriting. And uh, we handle the entire process all the way through closing. Sometimes we set up the auto pay. And so you never actually have to talk to your eventual lender if you don't want to. And that's, that's really the beauty of um, it's a marketplace, but it's also full stack, first click to close. I love that. You know, it's like I have this vision in my head of of how I did it before. <laughs> and now I could be just like lounging in my hammock, pushing a few buttons and, you know, magically buy a house. And that just seems so much uh, more relaxed, a less stressful way to go about this. Uh, because even if you do know something about buying a home or maybe you bought a home before, you're right, because you don't do this very often. You go through the process and you're like, what? What am I signing? Where is my money going? So anytime I think you can remove that stress and just create a more seamless uh, transaction, I mean, it just makes the home buying process so much better. Yeah. And they're, they, millennials in hot markets, Atlanta, Northern Virginia, D.C., <coughs> um, Colorado, Washington. I mean, there are there are many of them. They they're already um, you know up against things like cash offers and and like people with more established um, finances. And so you know they need all the help they can get. And that's why I love uh, all these tools. Um, you know, Unison is one that we have a good relationship with, and and we're also big proponents of look. Rule number two, you don't always have to put 20% down. A lot of times, that is not the best financial product for your situation. And whether you use uh, you know, a company to help provide that secondary financing or whether it's just better that you only put 10% down because you're going to be there in three years, nobody would be able to quantify these things for, the, uh, for any borrower, much less the, the millennial generation. And, and now is the time. This is going to be the best year in terms of tools and resources for millennials to purchase real estate property. That's awesome. I love that. I mean, that's just bringing people's goals to life. And Brian, we have talked about so many awesome things on this episode. I know this is going to be one of the staples. So if you're listening and you're thinking of buying a home this year, you know, come back to this episode. But if you could leave us with just one pearl of wisdom about the process of buying a home, getting a mortgage, what would it be? You know, you really have to, like, I don't want to keep coming back to, to be your own expert, but um trust and and working with people that have your best interest in mind you know those are all things that you need to make sure you're doing right off the bat if you get too far down the process with anyone you're you're not going to start over it's just too scary um, for the like first time home buyer they they feel like they're going to lose that dream home that they've already planned the the bathroom renovation and like you know what color the kitchen is <laughs> going to be and so you know plan ahead like use the tools that are out there at your disposal and um, you know just just be smart it's a $400,000 transaction sometimes it's $200,000 but whatever it is it's generally the largest 
purchase uh, any of these uh, individuals will be making in their lifetime, and it should be treated that way. And so that's where I come back to. It's um, you know, it's not something to be taken lightly. There's a lot of people out there uh, that are there to help. Uh, Morty is one of them, and we're really excited to to do that. It's going to be a great year. That's awesome. Such great advice. Well, tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about Morty. So our website is www.hi-morty.com, H-I-M-O-R-T-Y. And uh, there are a couple of different um, you know, special tools that, that we'll have uh, as part of this um, great uh, time on the podcast. And uh, we'll send you those so that uh, you can distribute them. But www.highmorty.com is uh, where to go to get uh, the best mortgage you, uh, you can find. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free and you'll make sure you never miss an episode of Millennial Money. You can also listen to all our episodes on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Pandora. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.